Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to this episode of your Ultimate Life Podcast dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. I'm grateful today to have a special guest, uh, Gary Mahler. Gary, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. It's fun. I love experience. Yeah, I love chatting with you about different things. And you've had a, you know, a number of extraordinary experiences and your experience there right now. And I'm not going to give any of it away. But for people that don't know, you take just a minute and introduce yourself and then we'll get into our topic today, which is the word an idea allowance. So introduce yourself just a little. Yeah, I'm Gary. I'm living in Tokyo, Japan with my family. And we're on an adventure, adventure of a lifetime. Every day we don't know what's going to happen. We are really living, you could say, in a state of limbo compared to the life we lived in Vancouver. We just found out early this week that the house that we thought we could rent until March, we can't. We have to leave in December. So that would be three months that we need to figure out something. And it was very interesting to share with our kids that, you know, this home that we thought we'd have another six months, it's not going to be here in three. So they got to really experience like what that's like. <laughs> we got a home being built in Vancouver that will also be the Mahler International Coaching Studio um, that was supposed to be finished a year ago in August. And we're heading into October 2023. And the latest update I have is early 2024. So, yeah, we, we're living not knowing much other than we love each other a lot. We have a lot to experience. This beautiful monster city offers so much, so much fun. And it just works. That, that's the snapshot. It's Saturday morning here. My wife just went to the gym. After this, I'll go to the gym. And today we're going to spend the day in our kids' classes. That's my life. Saturday morning. So school's on Saturday also, and you're going to school today? Just today. Just today. My, my children were not too happy. They said Saturday is the day off. But this is the day that parents can go sit within the classrooms and experience an actual day. They don't do anything different. We get to experience what class is like. How, how fun. And, you know, when we were chatting ahead of time, you were talking about the extraordinary experience. And I don't want to deviate at all from our word today, which is allowance. But I was just... It's interesting the way you described the beneficial effect that you perceive or are experiencing with your kids in this adventure. 
and this whole process. So talk a little bit about that, if you would. Which part? Oh, just what a miraculous, wonderful thing it is to raise them there, to have them have this experience during these couple of years that you're spending there. Well, definitely for them having experienced living life in Canada from being born to seven and nine and to experience what it's like to live and in their other culture. And they've been to Japan. We would go every year up until the pandemic. And then for three years, we couldn't come. So there was kind of a backlog of lack of Japan, you could say. But for them to live in this culture, to learn this language, to really go to a Japanese elementary school and experience life, which my wife says elementary school experience is very similar to hers way back in the 1900s, the last (laughs) century, is amazing. And to live in a city that is so safe that they can take the train to their English academy by themselves. They can go out by themselves. Friends come to the door. This is really unheard of. We didn't have this living in downtown Vancouver, but there is a freedom to being here in this neighborhood, in the heart of this monster city, but is quieter than it was in Vancouver where we live here. It's just the best experience ever. They are growing so much, learning so much. What a cool thing to be able Mm -hmm. to, cool is the wrong word, but just a beautiful thing for them to be able to experience that. So when I ask you what you wanted to talk about, we're going to do a series for those that watch. We're going to do a series of three episodes over the next few weeks. And you pick the word allowance. So let's. Def- so it's not your weekly stipend of money given to a kid. <laughs> I don't suppose. So tell me what you meant when you said allowance. That was the word you wanted to talk about. And we're, our goal here is just to have a conversation in the context of living your life as a creator and having purpose, prosperity, and joy. So what is allowance? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what the opposite is. It's control. Most of us, when we're creating or doing anything, we want to control everything. We want to know how it's going to be, what the outcome is going to be. And most people are not really comfortable with what occurs. Allowance to me means whatever is occurring is occurring And I'm not fighting against it. I'm not trying to change it. I'm not trying to rail against it. I'm not afraid of it. But I'm just sitting within the actuality of what is happening. And I call it, so what? Now what? So allowance isn't just sitting with your welcome mat out, just life, do whatever you want to me. I'm just a poor, wretched soul. It's like, this is happening. I experienced, so when we heard, we, we asked for an extension for this home. We love this home. It's old and quaint and perfect friends in the neighborhood. We really expected not a problem. 
it turns out they have this place rented. So that was like, I remember we were going to sleep, me and the kids. And she goes, well, I got news. So we're, we can't stay. Like, whoa, that hit in the gut. And the kids are like, what? So we really felt, felt that. Like, we felt sick. We felt sad. We loved this place. We thought, of course. So we allowed that to be. Then my wife is genius. She just goes to the same website that found this house, which is a unicorn. You can't find a place to live basically month to month, all inclusive, furnished without paying key money, which is two months rent without paying the landlord, like a little gift of two months rent. Like this place doesn't exist. So like, how are we going to find a new place? That night she found a place, which is in the same the same city we go to the same station the kids can go to the same school and we found it for three months it's really from here five minutes ten minutes walking it's three minutes to the station this is eight minutes to the station it's a bit smaller but it's brand new and it's a new adventure I picked up my kid from soccer yesterday and we went to the place and I said, this is our new home. He goes, wow, that's, that's new. This is like hidden. My other soccer field that I practice once a week is right here. So the allowances we allow, we allow that this is going to happen, but most people are going to really be hit by this. It's going to be trying to figure out how trying to do whatever it takes. So then we Say, so, yeah, we're going to choose it. We went to the neighborhood. We like it. And then we give them all of our information. And this is sight unseen. And then they say, okay, give us the full amount. And like I'm like, what? That's kind of rare. And you got to pay within the next two days. And it's like, is this an internet scam? So again, the allowance, that was like a shock. And we're like, I, I don't think that's what we're going to do. So we just sleep on it. And the next day, I just tell my wife, they have all their information. I'm sure they really want us there. Tell them, you know, we want to look at it. And one of the stipulations was we can't look at it. They said, you can't look at it when we first applied. And I said, we're going to be plunking down that money. I just want to be sure there's a key that we can get in. So allowance. And then from allowance, it's like, what are we going to do with it? So now we've got an appointment next week to actually see the place. We can make it in payments over several months, like everything we kind of wanted without being, without fighting for it. We just requested it. Then. So, so some people might say, well, yeah, you just got lucky. I'd like you to talk about, let's contrast the energy with allowance versus control like the energy in you or in someone and your wife and your kids, even the whole framework, the energy that exists in your heart, in your language, in, in how you're being in a state of the, the, the allow the allowance frame versus the control frame, which was the opposite that, that many might feel. What's the question? The question is, what's the difference in the energy? She wanted you to reflect oh. on the energy in you or your wife, your kids, your relationship, the situation. The, if from between the energy, control and allowance. 
the energy is that what's occurring really doesn't matter. In control, it matters a great deal. Interest rates go up. I'm, I got to control. I got I'm so worried. I'm so angry. Allowances. This is occurring. What am I going to do with what material I have to work with? I told you my house is being built. It was supposed to be ready in August. Then they said October, which is now. Then they said, you know, between October and January. Now it's early 2024. And I told you the pictures that I looked at, good luck, you won 2024. And I asked my realtor several times, please let us know. Please let us know. We got to know. And they don't know. So what am I going to do? I make my decision. I'm staying till April. If it's done in April, not done in April, I'm moving back to Canada in April. Why? Because I want to. The energy is like, you know, I could be angry, but they don't know. They're taking their time. I'm not moving here till April. Why? Because my kid's school year ends middle of March. They can finish the school year with their friends. We can be here till then. From there, we can spend two weeks traveling Japan, and then we're moving back to Canada. And if the home's not ready, my parents live in Canada, and they have a house that my, they haven't seen their grandkids since forever. We'll go there. So that's unique to my circumstance, but that's what we're going to do. If it finishes in January, I will fly to sign the papers, get the mortgage, do all of all this stuff. If it doesn't, it'll be February. And if not, it'll be March. But I'm not controlling those outcomes, but I'm definitely choosing the parameters of how I want to work with what's going on. So this creates within me an ex state of excitement and adventure. If I get news that I don't like, what am I going to do with it? So there's a complete different energy. It's really an ownership of my being with what's occurring. But if I'm not allowing what's occurring, I'm fighting against it. I really am down on the ladder of consciousness. And most people are running around their lives like this. At the effect of life, I believe that my idea about allowance allows me to be, uh, yeah, that, that, that's not what I want, but it's what's happening. So what am I going to do with it? I love that. And thank you. I, I wanted to just you just frame the difference in the energy. And I, I have a phrase that I use for that. And when I talk to people, I say, well, given what is, what do I wish to create? You know, that's just the way I say it. Okay, given what is, what do I wish to create? And that separates me, at least from the emotion or potential emotion of the circumstance. Given what is, what is, is and given that, what do I wish to create? Do I wish to create a problem, drama, uh, an outcome, a productive thing? Do I want to dance around in misery or frustration for a minute or an hour or a day or a week or a month or do i want to create something and so it's brilliant that's the way i frame that question is always yeah people come with this the way i look at it given what is the way i look at it yeah it's beautiful because you've got a hundred percent material to work with not the way you wish that it was it really limits if you're able to look at it and really experience what's going on. And I love how you said, if I want to have a dance party in my sorrow or my anger, and I'm aware with it, that could be equally fine if you're not judging yourself 
it'll get your energy out. It'll do whatever you do, but you are not at the effect. You are at choice. The, the adventure that we are living, we're open to what is occurring. And I can honestly say, even though a lot isn't to what our liking should be, we love it all. We like, I wouldn't have changed anything about this journey. Well, often I, I get, uh, I, I, because of my ro- you know, road to 50 million and my commitment, my year's almost over, October 14th, right? That's when my year ends, which is like almost two weeks now. And I declared last year I was going to, my road to 50 million helped 50 million people. And this, this allowance, there's a, uh, allowing the allowance. And I love what you said about choosing to love what is. We, we talk. You know, you and I talk and others in the community talk about guiding principles or documents or things that describe who we are because we choose it. And instead of being, you said a couple of times, being at effect, meaning you're the, you're the recipient of these undesirable externalities. And one of the phrases that I use all the time is the opposite of that, which is I am at cause which is, you know, I create my being and call into existence every part of my experience. And I wonder, you know, getting to this place, at least for me, was, a, was not a trivial set of exercises. You know, it was, it was intentional and it was a process. When you, when you work with someone, whether it's your kid or a client or a casual acquaintance from a place of allowance and they're not that and and you have for whatever reason a desire to help help in that situation how do you talk to someone or frame the idea so that they can move to a more liberated place of allowance so they can cease to be constrained by the feeling that they're going to rail for however long against what is, but accept it, allow it, and create from there. What do you do to start that conversation? I listen. I let them be. I allow them to be exactly where they are, how they are. And I don't really offer very much. until they've had the time and the allowance to actually share what's going on within their heart and experience things and to share things that they really don't have a chance to share with people for fear of maybe if they tell their friends, they'll judge them or they'll give them advice or they won't understand. In layman's terms, I meet them where they're at and I just am with them. So this allowance and way of being that I've cultivated in the, over the last 23 years rubs off on them. They get an idea that I'm not that bad. My situation isn't a reflection on how bad I am. 
that alone gives them the space to come to some modicum of peace within themselves, which creates the crack of the door, a little opening where it was locked tight. And from there, we'll, we'll have a conversation. From there, we'll be able to see. And I don't need to tell them much. I don't need to give them the process. I don't need to do much of anything other than be with them. And they're going to start sensing the possibility and where I am and who I am and how I turned out isn't that bad. I'm not bad. What do you suppose, you talked about listening, and I love that, and, and I want to go there a little bit with, in, in the context of relationships of any kind, allowing yourself the allowance of what is, what they are, <clears throat> and allowing them to express things that I, I think you've said something that I <clears throat> that really resonates with me, and that is <clears throat> people in general. It's a question I ask, so I'll talk to people in, from all kinds of circumstances, and we're talking for an hour or two or however long. <clears throat> and I ask a question. I ask a question that says, How many? places, and I don't always do this, it depends on circumstance and how it feels, but I say, how many places do you have where you can just go talk, talk, and not fear judgment or advice or like you won't be heard, you know, just a whole pile of fears where you can just say what you're thinking and really feel like you're safe and be heard. And what I've noticed is 90 five plus percent of the time, I'll ask that question, <clears throat> there'll be a space and way more often than not, they'll get emotional and then the answer is zero. And you can tell by the look on their face before they get to zero that that's the answer because the description of that place is so intensely inviting that they just, the, the yearning of that just pours out of their eyes in the form of tears. And if they have that beautiful thing, they answer in a millionth of a second, oh yeah, I have one, because they know in an instant what that feels like. And, uh, you know, I've, I think once in my life I've had someone say, well, I have two. And the rest are zero, except for a very few or one. What do you suppose, and, and so when you were describing that, I was, I was thinking about that conversation I've had with people often and asked that question. What is there, uh, why is that so rare? Why, why does that cause... I mean, I know why it caused people to get emotional. It, it would have me in, in much of my life because I would have recognized zero, 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 and zero. So why are we, that, why are we doing that to each other? What the heck? 
Yeah, I got a hypothesis. It's like control. It's <laughs> control. You're going to tell me stuff, and I want to control the narrative. I want to tell you what I think. I want to tell you what's best for you based on my localized knowledge of what's best for me, which I often don't follow. Everybody, really, like, you take a look at everything. It's like, what am I on this for? Like, I can't really tell you why I'm on this for. There's nothing that I can do other than you said this would be a fun thing to do, and this is the world I'm living in, and I'm sharing it. You believe it, you don't believe it, you think I'm full of shit. I don't care. I do it because I want to do it. I go to the gym because I want to do it. So within that space, most people have something that they're trying to control the agenda, the narrative, I know what's best for you. You want to know who I, I get to, I get my coach to listen to me. I listen to me. So right there, I got two. Every morning, I listen to me. I let me wake up the way I wake up. Good mood, bad mood, aching, not aching, worried, tired, didn't have a good sleep nervous about something and my whole being talks to me and I'm like go at it my daughter had a beautiful dance routine she she's, this is what I love about the city we've got one of the best dance studios in the world doing k-pop j-pop just like if you want to do dance this is the city her teachers like world famous. So my daughter's kind of like me. She can get by really easy, do really get 80% easy. So she's doing this and they had a performance in Yokohama. They had like six performances and she really did well. And she enjoyed it. She was on stage in her outfit with her friends. She got really close to all of her friends and she was super excited. The next day she goes to class and then she comes home. I come home. I said, man, that was such a great weekend. How are you? And she, she was like white. Well, like what happened to her? Her teacher didn't choose her. She chose all of her friends to go to the next class. So all of the friendships that she created in that weekend, dash, like you don't get to go. And my wife's like, I'm pretty sure I know why, because doesn't put in the effort. So in that moment, I don't have to do anything but go into the room where she's stretching. I cried a lot today. Said, yeah, I heard. I put her in my arms and she sobs. Nothing to say, there's nothing to do. I heard. Nothing other than being with my daughter because she's so sad because she really put some effort at the end and she did great and she really wanted to be with her friends and she can't. So most people would be like, you know, if you would have put more effort, this wouldn't have happened. And like, that's not the time for that. The time is to be with her and her sadness and not do anything but be with her. I kid you not, 10 minutes later, she's sitting and she's just 
laughing with us, talking with us, and she has been heard without anything. And you better believe it. That evening, she started stretching on her own. She started doing stuff. So she had some kind of an idea because her mom did say, those kids, like they're doing it all of the time. And I've told you. So she said somewhere during the day in Japanese, she's in there every day, stretching, doing whatever it is. And her teacher's like, I notice a huge improvement in Kona. So you take a look within this. She's learning a lesson like you wouldn't believe that if I commit consistently to something, I can be really cause in the matter. So you want to know? That's it. Listening to myself, listening to what's going on, listening to my wife. There's nothing more in life than these moments. And we think all of this other stuff, the interest rates, this, that, sure. I'm not trying to say that those things don't matter. I came from a very poor household. But what we did was, this is what we got. What are we going to do with it? But my parents were always with me. That's what I do with people. And then possibility occurs. So if we, in, in this conversation of allowance, of presence, yeah. of listening, of eliminating, see, it's not, I, I, know, I know you said this, it's not not doing stuff. You do all kinds of stuff. But the place from which you do whatever it is you do is at complete. And when you do it, and when you do it, Everything has a sense of urgency that I got to do this half cup because I got to control something. Man, the space to be with something entering and not having to do anything until there is a sense of calm within oneself to give some time for other ideas to emerge, give time for the situation to unfold with the other person. But we think if I'm not on it, if I'm not, if I'm not on my business 24-7, if I'm not on this, if I'm not grinding, if I'm not prospecting, if I'm not, my being prospects for me all of the time. I, uh, I so actually understand that. I have a client that, I, that, that reflects that in the, the place where he has been and come from, that urgency to, you know, nothing's ever quite good enough. And his first reaction to whatever happened, even if it's good, is where should it have been better? You know, that's the whole, and we've had this conversation about that a lot of times. Well, here, this is the wonderful thing about having a continuing conversation. So we've come to our 30-ish minutes, and as we end this conversation, say something about, uh, if there's anything left to say, about the opportunity that everyone has to live in allowance. Because I know some people are going to hear, many are going to hear this sort of description and think, yeah, but, and then fill the 
space with reasons that it doesn't work, can't work. They're an exception. They're this, that, and the other. And Beautiful. You know what I mean. I, thank so you what, for the invitation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give yourself the space to allow yourself to say that to yourself. Give yourself to the space. So just time without a phone, without distraction on a walk and give yourself the chance to just be with what you're telling yourself about what you just said. If you don't believe it, just allow yourself to say it. Just allow yourself to sense how that makes you feel. Allow yourself the space to say, what if there's 1% of truth to what this joker is saying? Allow yourself to be exactly the way it is. Allowance, all allowance, whoever is hearing this is, where are you right now? How are you with yourself right now? How would you want it to be? And give yourself 10 minutes every day to just be alone and sit with what's going on inside of you and really ask yourself, is this the existence that I want? And if you want something different, allow yourself to say, I want it different. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to get it. I don't know. My whole story is in year 2000, I went to Nara, Japan in Todaiji, and I was angry a lot of the time. And I saw the Buddha when I walked in and I wasn't into Buddhas, but I saw that visage. I saw that face and I was like, I want that. Peace. Whatever I see in that, Buddha, I want that. 23 years later, I have that. But you better believe that desire kicked off something that had me know what to do that gave me a fraction of peace from that moment on. I looked at things differently. First of all, I had to allow myself to be the way I was. And in that, I knew what to do. And the steps that I took to get here, they were like marathon after marathon after marathon after marathon. But all it was was the next step. So here's what let's do. That's fabulous. And I'd like to, next on our next one, let's explore, if you want to, uh, let's explore those things. Because I certainly resonate with uh, not knowing what to do, but knowing what you want and that sort of feeling and that'll be a fun conversation because in the context of control people often at least that I talk to and I'm sure that you talk to feel like they need to know not just what to do right this second but the end game next week next month where it's going to go will it work what the plan is yeah what are the metrics not too many detours and problems otherwise it didn't work and all the rest all right, Gary. So thanks. This is perfect. This is what I wanted. And was it fun? I told you it would be. Did it work? When is it not fun when we're together? I don't know. I don't think we've had right. a conversation that wasn't fun and productive. I don't think I, I ever have conversations that are not fun and productive. So I got an idea for the next. We've talked about allowance. Mm -hmm. Once people get an idea of allowance, what I'd love to do is what's next let's bring this like if people want to take something let's 
what as a possibility from allowance, what's next? And I'm not as a prescription, not as a guide for them, but to be with allowance to find out what's next and they can extrapolate on their own what's next for them. So if you take, I'm talking to the listeners now, not Gary. If you take this and and take, I'm going to be with myself allowing everything that is, how I feel, what's happened or not happened, and how I feel about it, and the, the judgments that I have or haven't passed on, instead of judging the judgments and judging myself for all of this mixed up crap that turns into this whirlwind in a second or two in your mind, just to be that. So let's ask maybe to consider the possibility that sometime between this one and our next episode, do that. What Gary suggested is possibility, which is take some time every day and just be with yourself non-judgmentally, you know, buzzword, but allowing everything that is. And if you're judgmental, don't judge that. Yeah, no judging the judgment. Just be with what is a notice. That's the thing. Notice all that is. And then you can decide if you like what is. Just notice it in completeness. All that it is without thinking about it. Just notice what is and how it feels and where all the pieces are. And then it makes sense as you notice all that to ask that question. Well, well okay, what's next? Thanks. Gary, and we'll do this. Thank we'll you. Keep going. You betcha. You got it. All right. So this is the conclusion of this episode. And the purpose of this and the next conversations is going to be about helping. If you let it, if you'll allow it to consider your own path from where you are to what you want and maybe don't express or don't allow as you walk the road and create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet